The communion meditation is from Deuteronomy 18, if you would turn there. Deuteronomy 18, um, we'll be reading verses 15 through 22. For the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb. In the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good, for I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen, or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, what a blessing it is to be able to come to your table and have our souls nourished every week. Show us your glory by your word and spirit this morning. We acknowledge our need of you. We acknowledge our own helplessness, and we assent to your promises, to your promise to condescend to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you're like me, you've been very intrigued by the idea that Christ can be seen in the Old Testament. So much so that the people of Israel were looking for him and were expecting a Messiah and to a great extent knew what to expect when he came. And you know, Jesus expects that we see him in the Old Testament. He said this in John 5, 6, For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. Jesus is expecting us to see him in the Pentateuch. Remember that? Um, so the first five, five books of the Bible. Remember that, children? The Pentagon, five-sided, what Moses wrote. Jesus said this, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. And Paul taught from the Old Testament. Paul says this in, in Acts, the, the, the very last part of Acts. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning until evening. Wouldn't it be great to hear what Paul did? Then and from the law and the prophets. Now, we do have a sense of what he did because the book of Romans is dripping wet with Old Testament references preaching Christ. And so that's a very good place to go. And so 
we see that, you know, we can see Christ in the ethics of the Old Testament because it's the same law brought forth. We can see it in the covenants of the Old Testament. Old Palmer Robinson wrote his seminal book, Christ in the Covenants, and showed this so clearly. But here, I think, we have an explicit mention of Jesus. And so I'd like to walk with you through the Scripture. And, and I'd like for us to see if we, can, if we can see Jesus with the Word and with the Spirit. Okay? So let's dig in here. Verse 15. For the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Now, look at that word prophet. It's capitalized. And we can say, well, there you go, right there. It's capitalized. It must be speaking of Jesus. Uh, well, the problem is Hebrew doesn't have capital letters. Actually, it, it doesn't have lowercase letters. It's all capital. So this is an interpretation. We can't really take that as being proof that this is Christ. But like me, a prophet like me. Here we see Moses pointing to somebody, of course, God's speaking through Moses, pointing to somebody that's going to be greater than him. You know, he's, he, and he's pointing to a singular prophet. It's not like the prophets that are going to come after me. This is, God's going to raise up a prophet like me. Moses is pointing to somebody. Think about John the Baptist, a prophet, pointing to somebody greater. Moses is in a sense, doing the same thing here. We get the sense that whoever this prophet is, is pretty significant. And Moses is talking about him as a greater person. And I'm going to tell you, it takes a pretty good prophet to out-prophet Moses. We're talking about something pretty significant here. Okay, verses 16 and 17. According to all you have desired... Of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly. Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. You know, um, prophets should not be, normal prophets should not be bowed to and worshiped. But a prophet who is God should be. You know, John in, in the, the first chapter of Revelation says this when, when he saw the vision of Jesus. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. So this prophet is going to bring up and conjure up the, the proper response to fall at his feet. Verse 18, this is a big one. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. Okay, so seed of the woman. This prophet would come from within Israel. And he shall speak to them all that I command, them, command him. There's a special connection with this prophet. All that I command him. And Jesus spoke the words of the Father thoroughly. And it says here that whatever God says, He will require it of Him. That's actually in the, in the next verse, in verse 19. Look at the last portion of that. Which He speaks in my name, I will require it of Him. Whoever this prophet is, is going to bring an ethical system. Whatever He says, He's going to speak with authority. 
so much so that it's going to be required of people. So, so far we can really get the sense that this prophet is going to be a significant prophet, a type of uh, a messiah. Now, verses 19 through 21 sort of go a different direction. Here we see him talking about the false prophets. The false prophets are going to come and try to do the same thing as Christ. But people are going to need to know who is the true prophet. So let's look at this. And it shall be, verse 19, that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has not spoken, spoken presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. So here's the test. Whatever a prophet says really has to come to pass. <clears throat> and so now, now let's think of Jesus. This is prophet greater than, than Moses with a special connection to God, with an ethics that demands an allegiance. Proves himself. Not that he has to prove himself for his sake, but for ours, because we are weak. Think about this. This is what a prophet will do. And of course, whatever Jesus said would happen, happened. Whenever he said, get up and walk, that man walked. Whenever he said, Lazarus, come forth, he did. Whenever he said he would be killed and raised again in three days, he did. And there are many more things, some things yet to come. So I think that you can see that this is speaking of Christ as the premier prophet, and that's what John Frame calls him. He's the prototype of prophets, the premier prophet. So I think that hopefully you can see the walking through the, this passage, just with this passage alone, I think we can see the interpreters were right to capitalize that P in prophet. We can see that the attributes of Christ coming forth very clearly here. But actually, to remove all doubt if th- that this is talking about Christ, we have the New Testament. Peter preached this passage in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, verses 22 through 23, he says, For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear all things, and whatever he says to you, it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. So Christ can be seen in the, in the Old Testament. And I just think that that's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a thing that we should expect, really. Because from the beginning, we see that the seed of the woman will crush the head of Satan. He is a prophet of God. Everything he spoke... And everything he speaks through his word from the Father with the Holy Spirit is true. It came true. It will come true. And what a, what a wonderful thing it is as we come to the table to spend some time listening to what he says as a prophet. And we saw this in the catechism today. It's focusing on the prophet part. To be our 
chief prophet and teacher who has fully revealed to us the secret counsel and will of God concerning our redemption. Christ, the premier prophet, can be seen in the Old Testament. Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, having this thread throughout the Old Testament where we can see you. We thank you that so many things point to you. We thank you that in the New Testament we can see these things fulfilled and it increases our faith and it makes us love you even more. You are the premier prophet and you are the incarnate word. And so as we glorify you, we see how your word is perfect and you have taught us salvation. We praise your name. In your name, amen.